Yo, yo, what's up guys? This is Nick Unplugged. Yes, that is the name of my podcast, Nick Unplugged, where we get real about life, relationships, the Bible, and ministry. Put your seatbelts on, we're going for a ride. And yes, this music is very loud on purpose, because it's dope. On this episode of Nick Unplugged, I have a very special guest with me, Reverend Lee Stone King from Schenectady, New York. In 2003, Brother Stone King fell dead of a massive heart attack and was miraculously raised from the dead. You can hear more about that by going on YouTube and typing in Lee Stone King United Nations Address. But on this episode, Brother Stone King talks to us about what it means to be a Bible believer and how you can be used of God in this hour. Stay tuned because today we are having Brother Lee Stone King. Welcome to another episode of Nick Unplugged. Today we have very special guest, Reverend Lee Stone King. Brother Stone King, thank you so much for being on today. It is a pleasure here to be with you. And um, I'm uh, delighted to talk with all these young people that uh, you have there listening and uh, before you and at this point before me. Let me say it this way. You are the generation upon whom the ends of the world have come. And there's a great responsibility in that. There's no doubt about it. Yes, sir. Well, that is so true. And your impact has obviously been made on our generation. Um, many of our young people, we, we go to conferences like the, the um, Passing the Mantle and just different conferences. And, and you have preached all over this world. And so I can think of no better person to have on my podcast than somebody with ministry experience and somebody who's just been mightily used by God. So um, again, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Now, I want to dive right in. Uh, what is what is something that you want to communicate to uh, to our generation, uh, to this younger generation? What is something you want them to get a hold of, something you want them to understand? I really want this generation to understand that I've given much of my life to young people because they are the future of everything. And the torch has now passed from the older generation to the younger generation. So this generation is the generation upon whom the ends of the world have come. And that's a tremendous responsibility, but with God, all things are possible and nothing shall be impossible to those who believe. So at this point, I would like to tell you who you really are. You have to know who you are in God before you will ever do anything that is of any value. Jesus said this. He said, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They, believers, shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. That's what Jesus said you are as a believer. That's what Jesus said who you are. That's who you are. If you are a real Bible believer, you've got the power to cast out devils. You've got the power to lay hands on the sick and they will recover. You've got the power to do those things. If right. they drink a deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. <clears throat> Years ago, I was in upstate New York when I first got out of Bible college, probably in about 1968, something somewhere in there. 
I was upstate New York preaching a revival and it was hot in the summertime. There was no air conditioning back there like there is now. And it was a home missionary church and there was uh, an aluminum tall drinking glass under the uh, pulpit there in that little shelf. Mm -hmm. And I just assumed that it was drinking water for me to drink. So what I did was right in the middle of my preaching, just preaching away, I reached in and pulled that out and took a big drink and it was filled with slime. Mm. Oh, I never stopped preaching. I just kept right on preaching. Wow. I never I never was sick. There was no vomiting. The the Bible is true. The Bible is the only book in the world that is a living book. Yes. It's alive because it's the word of God. I mean, I've seen so many things through the years like that. So if I can do anything to help a young person or an adult in this hour in the church is to understand who you really are as a believer. Because, Nick, if all of our people in our churches became real Bible believers, like I'm talking about right now, we could take our cities. Mm. If every person in our churches this year, every saint would just fast and pray yes. and ask to help them win one soul, we would double our churches in one year. That's so true. And so young true. people, I'm so excited about young people because they don't care what anybody thinks anymore. They've proven that. <laughs> right. They what they want to do when they want to do it. And I'm right. back. So look, if they can do that in the world, why can't we do it in the church? Why can't our young people just go out and say, yes. look, you like it or not, this is how it is. We right. need to preach the truth, tell the truth. <clears throat> I'm amazed. People say, well, I just can't talk about Jesus and the Bible. Well, I've said to men, well, you talk about cars all the time, went back and forth. You women talk about the latest sale downtown. What's on sale? <laughs> right. <laughs> talk about that stuff. Why can't you just talk about Jesus? I mean, Jesus is the best thing going. He's the yes. best thing on you. There's That's no right. doubt. So the thing is... <clears throat> These signs shall follow them that believe. You as a believer, you have the power to walk in any place and it will change the atmosphere because you carry the Holy Ghost inside of you. Mm. I've walked into uh, restaurants after powerful services I preached and uh, walk in and people stop eating and just look at me. I didn't say anything. I just walked in mm. and I you know, to make sure everything's intact. I'm not missing anything. <laughs> Right. And together, it's not that they feel something. They feel it. God. I would years ago. I was with Billy Cole in uh, uh, Virginia, West Virginia, and uh, I had preached for him. And Willie Johnson was. She came to the to the service, and she was mightily used by God. Mightily, mm. by God. I knew her. I had met her and got to preach with her and work with her. Anyway, she was in this meeting. She came and uh, it was very interesting because it was a big camp meeting, about 1,500 people in the audience. And I had I knew she was coming to the meeting. I had sent and asked her if she would come. She had never visited a camp meeting in West Virginia in her entire lifetime. Mm -hmm. But I said, you, I said to a man that knew her, I said, tell her that the evangelist for the camp meeting wants to meet her. Would she please come to the camp meeting? And she agreed. So that night, 
in a, in a tabernacle of 1,500 people. I was on the platform and she walked through the back door, Nick. The spirit world changed in the entire camp meeting. She walked down the side over on the left wow. and, and sat on the front row. I leaned yeah. over to general to the district superintendent and I said, I want to hear Willie Johnson sing tonight. He said, no problem. And as an evangelist, I get away with things like that, see? So I enjoy getting away with it. I said, I want to hear her sing. He asked her to come to the platform just before I preached. And uh, when she got stepped on the platform, I stood and in my way of doing things, just nodded my head and, and a type of a bow, recognizing her greatness because she was mightily used by God. Her story is, is riveting if you know her whole story. Wow. But anyway, she turned and all she did, Nick, was she threw her hands in the air and shouted, glory. And when she said glory, it was like an explosion. The place absolutely came apart. Mm. My Lord. And, and, and it, it was just amazing. And uh, so I, I, after that, I, I preached some and we had a great move of God. But at the end of the altar service, when I walked out of that tabernacle out there in the in the countryside, and it was dark outside, but there were some lights, I watched full-grown men, Nick, come running to Willie Johnson in that grass on that lawn and fall on their knees in front of her and take her hand and begin to kiss her hand and thank her for coming to their coal mining community. Mm. 25 years ago, 50 years ago, and they got the Holy Ghost were baptized in Jesus' name. One person oh can a difference. One person can make a difference. Yes. I, with Steve Willoughby, he was like a brother to me. And I worked with him and uh, Barb. Barb was a prophetess and Steve was a real genuine apostle to Asia, to that, to that part of the world. So anyway... <clears throat> We were, we were in a meeting. It was a general conference, actually. And um, at the end of it, Steve and I were, uh, there was a, over a thousand people. There were many, I can't remember how many people in the audience. But anyway, Steve, they had an altar call. And Steve and I got in there and began to pray with people to get the Holy Ghost. Over 1,000 people that night at that general conference service received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Not that we prayed all of them through, but we were praying people through at the front. But the saints were praying people through all over that vast audience. So mm. when we finally stopped, Steve and I were the last two in this sanctuary and at all. So we walked out and we walked out. The uh, the auditorium was just the i mean the uh foyer lobby was just filled jammed with our people well as i began to walk through the crowd they um began to reach out to shake hands with me and so i would reach i would i would reach back and shake hands with them because i've always belonged to the people and i will do whatever i can to help them as much as i can when i'm out there doing evangelistic work etc but anyway they kept reaching for my hand. And one girl, I walked up, she walked up to me. She was about 16 years old. She was absolutely beautiful. And she said, Brother Stone King, I just want to thank you for something. I said, what's that? She said, when I was a baby, I was dying. And she said, uh, there was no hope for me. But my mother heard you were preaching in a neighboring town. And she put me in the car and drove me to that town. And she brought me down to you in the altar service and you laid hands on me as a baby and prayed for me. And God miraculously healed me. She said, 
I want to thank you for praying for me. I wouldn't be here if it had not been for your prayers. And I, so I hugged her and, and shook her hand and began to walk away. Well, there were more people reaching for him. They just kept reaching as they do. And I, I did as much as I possibly could. And finally, Steve and I both have long legs. We got outside on the sidewalk and we got ahead of all the people, basically. And Steve turned. He was a little bit ahead of me. He turned and looked at me. He had tears running down his face. He said, Brother Stone King, you have convinced me, 100% convinced me. I said, what? He said, one man can make a difference. It's the greatest compliment I've well, ever been. My goodness. So person listening to my voice today, mm. one person can make a difference. One man can make a difference. One woman can make a difference. And if you ever realize what you've got a hold of, I mean, there's no telling what would happen in our movement and in the world as a whole. <clears throat> Someone about, I don't know, a year and a half ago, something like that, I was somewhere and he said, this man walked up to me, he said, <clears throat> he said, Brother Strong King, when did you get a hold of all this? When I said, well, I said, what do you mean? He said, when did all these things begin to happen for you? When did all these miracles begin to happen? I looked at him, I said, I've always had it. He just stared at me. I said, I got the Holy Ghost, October 6, 1963. I, I took off Monday off from, I said, it was a Sunday night. I took Monday off from work. I had prayed so hard to get the Holy Ghost. I had a difficult time getting it because I'm, I'm very shy. You wouldn't believe that now, but I was very shy back there. And I just had a bad time of it. So when I finally got the Holy Ghost on Sunday night, I, I got up Monday morning and I called the office where I work and I said, I'm not coming to work today. And they said, are you ill? I said, no. They said, what's wrong? I said, you would never, ever understand. And I said, but I'll be there tomorrow. So what I did was, because I had prayed so hard to get the Holy Ghost, when I finally got it, I took Monday off. I, I declared a national holiday for myself. I stayed home from work. And I spoke with tongues back and forth, listened to Mo Ewing sing, Sister Mangan sing. I had church and spoke with tongues all day long. It was just <laughs> That is awesome. So then right away called someone I was renting a house from. And I said, oh, I, I, said, I, said, I said, you won't believe what's happened. But she said, would you please come over? I'm, I'm sick in bed. She was an older woman. She had a husband or older people. She said, uh, Fred is gone. And she said, I, I, I just can't get my head up a pill. I'm so sick. I said, I'm coming over. You know how it is when you first get the Holy Ghost, you're not afraid of anything. Right. You know what right. people think. We got to get back there where we don't care what people think. Yes. Think, forget yes. all that. Right. I, re so I rushed just about a half a block. And they didn't keep, in those days, you didn't have to lock your house. So the house was not locked. And so I wa walked into the back bedroom. I've been in the house many times, had dinner with them and all this. And she just looked like, she just looked terrible. And I said, Ethel, listen, I said, um, I, I, I just got the baptism of the Holy Ghost tonight. I'm, I'm a believer. The Bible says, if I, if I anoint you with oil and pray for you, you'll be healed. I said, have you got any oil in the house? Well, you know, she was so sick. And Nick, I'm going to tell you, and all you listening to me, when people get in a desperate situation, they don't care what you do as long as it works. They right. help. So forget all the nonsense about mm. what will they think. Who cares what they think? Exactly. So anyway, I went back and I rummaged through the cupboards and I was nervous. I mean, it's my first anointing. You know? <laughs> and so I opened the covers there was a big old bottle of mazola oil in there and of course i'm nervous I opened the oil and i spilled it i mean i i spilled it i mean i would nick i was anointed for the task i mean I really, that's funny <laughs> i walked back in that 
but my hand her head and prayed in Jesus' name. I'll never forget this. She threw her hands in the air and she said, it's gone. She said, it's gone. Mm. Oh my that, goodness. Within eight hours after I got the Holy Ghost, I was seeing miracles of healing. If I can do it, you can do it. Yes, God, wow. He'll do it for you. I I'm no that. better than you. We're all equal in this. It's not, some people get the Holy Ghost, but the Holy Ghost doesn't get them. Wow. You want to know what, what you can do for God if you don't try it out. So what if it doesn't work? Well, get somebody else. In fact, I was in a meeting, I don't know, a couple of years ago before I got shut down with all this. And some I, so I was in the altar service like I am, and I was praying for somebody. Someone came up for healing, and I prayed for them, and uh, they weren't healed. And uh, so I, they, they, went, they walked away, whatever. And uh, so, man, uh, some preacher behind me, he said, well, Brother Stone King, he said, you prayed for them. They weren't healed. Why not? I looked at him. I said, I don't know why not. I'm just... I'm not God. I said, I just keep praying for them, no matter what happens. So here's what you have to get to. Just keep praying. Our problem in this is we major on the minuses. We need to stop majoring on the minuses, and let's shout about what God did do. Yes, yes, that's, I agree. That's where we miss it in our service. So good, Brother Stone we King. Forget, we forget that the, the, the got, person got the Holy Ghost. This mm. person got we, we hang up on somebody that didn't get healed. Well, bring right. him back tomorrow night. We'll drag him. <laughs> yes. How I operate. I and love at it. Years of age, I don't care what anybody thinks. I become an elder among the people. I get away with things and I'm going to preach it. Like <laughs> and I want you kids to do the same thing because I'm yeah. back here. Anybody gives you trouble, you call me. And as they say in the South, I will pray again. them. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Before it's everlastingly too late. And I can feel yeah. the Holy while I'm talking to you. Mm, I it, feel too. So I'll leave you with that. You've got enough to digest. But before I stop, I want to say a prayer. I want to impart the gift of faith to all of the mm. those of you who are listening to me right now. So let's pray together. If you'll just lift in wherever you're seated or standing, just lift your hands. And I want to pray for you. You can pray with me, but I want you to receive this. Lord Jesus, right now, by the authority of the word of God, the power of the name of the, the Lord Jesus, Jesus, I impart the gift of faith to every ear that is hearing right now. Help them to feel the power of God, the majesty of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To holy boldness with wisdom. Never be the same again. I'm asking Hallelujah. The Lord Jesus Christ again. Receive it, God. God. See this impartation, oh God, of faith. The name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. For your glory, oh God. For your presence among us, bless the name of Jesus forever. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, Brother Stone King, thank you so much. So needed, so powerful, and I know this will be a blessing to my audience and podcast. I know it will. I've got a lot of young guys, young young women that listen to this. So 
thank you so much. Um, now, if I could um, just ask you one question, and it can be very short, just one question real quick. Um, if you could give, and I feel like you've already touched on it. I feel like you've already touched on it. Um, if you could give one piece of advice to young evangelists, um, to this young group of guys, um, they, they want to preach, they want to be full-time evangelists, but they just, they, they're saying, well, I don't have the connections in an organization. I don't have the connections. What is something, one piece of advice, real quick advice that you could give them? It's very easy. <clears throat> you don't have to have connections. The only connection you need is Jesus. Amen. There we go. <laughs> if you've got Jesus, you've got the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. You're a real Bible believer. You're baptized in Jesus' name. You believe in the oneness of God. The Bible says it. These signs shall follow you. You've already got it. Mm. Don't possess what you don't use. Mm, right. You only possess what you use. So you don't have to have connections. Jesus is the only connection you need. And here's the thing. It, young evangelists should pray, God, help people receive the Holy Ghost. Help people to be healed. You need to pray that people will be filled with the Holy Ghost. They will receive uh, the, the message, and they will uh, be, be involved with healing and the miraculous, because the only way an evangelist can survive is if he gets results. Mm. An evangelist doesn't survive. A pastor can preach wow. bad, but collects ties. An evangelist preaches not well, no results. And he has no meetings. So young evangelists need to fast and pray and get a hold of God to get to have people receive the Holy Ghost and that they will be healed. That is the key. And see, I've always had that because it started within eight hours after I got the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. I knew when that woman was healed, so miraculously, I had a hold of something, Nick, that transcended human logic and reasoning and understanding. Mm -hmm. So wow. that's the, just do it. Just try so, it. That's good. Just try Young evangelists, if they will just fast and pray and get a hold of God for the for results, that is the thing, that is the key. Because if people, for example, if if you're a young person, you've been in the church and you you're used to praying people through the Holy Ghost in altar services, tremendous, tremendous. Mm. I mean, I've known, I've known in some churches where they have let young people, I was in one church where a young girl had won a whole family to God, and she's a believer. She's lived for God for years. The pastor uh, let her baptize that whole family in Jesus' name. Wow. It's amazing. So we've got to get away from the Roman Catholic influence. There's no way on the day of Pentecost, 12 disciples could baptize 3,000 people. That's insane. The people that were baptized they helped baptize other people. That's how they did that. There were, wow. I mean, there were 50,000 believers in Jerusalem, according to church history. There were 50,000 believers in Antioch. There wasn't a Colosseum. There wasn't a Roman Colosseum. There was any place to handle it, to handle a crowd like that. That's why, they, that's why they destroyed the Roman Empire. Christianity destroyed the Roman Empire in the beginning because the lions couldn't eat it, the fire couldn't burn it, and the walls couldn't hold it. Mm. It was like 
forest fire out of control. That's trying to get a hold of us right now. In fact, God is pulling at our preachers, our pastors, and evangelists to get involved with the, the fivefold ministry like never before. He's pulling at people because we're not going to reach this world with religion. That's nonsense. The Buddhists, the Hindus, I mean, the Muslims, they've got more religion than we will ever have. But what we have to our advantage is the demonstration of the spirit of God in power that they haven't seen. Mm. So you've got wow. to get re and you're a believer. You have right. the right, according to what I've read to you today. Right. At the end of the gospel of Mark, these signs shall follow them that believe. Very good. So good. Again, Brother Stonking, thank you for your time. Um, thank you for investing in this generation. And it's much appreciated. Thank you, sir. You're so welcome. Wow. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Reverend Lee Stoneking from Schenectady, New York. Now, you can go over to YouTube if you're not familiar with Brother Stoneking and type in Lee Stoneking Preaching, where you can listen to many of his sermons that he has preached just in the past 10 to 30 years. Now, another thing that you will find on YouTube is Brother Stoneking addressing the United Nations. Now, why would he address the United Nations, you may ask? In 2000, Brother Stone King died of a massive heart attack and was miraculously raised from the dead 45 minutes later. Clinically, Brother Stone King should be dead. And he asked Jesus when he was risen from the dead, why am I still here? And the Lord answered Brother Stone King and said, I want you to impart to this generation what I have given you. And that is exactly what Brother Stone King has done today on this episode. You can view this conversation via video over at my Instagram page at unplugged.nick. Well, that's it for today, guys. If you have not left a review yet, please go on Apple Podcasts. It would be much appreciated for you to leave a review or to answer the questionnaire on Spotify. You can also listen to this podcast on Anchor. And if you haven't already, please follow my Instagram page at unplugged.nick for more information or my personal page at Nick Egler. And always feel free to message me on Instagram or on Facebook. God bless you.